Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, March 31st, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hi everyone, welcome to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Before we hear again about the sheep and the goats, let's have a moment for prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you that in all the uncertainty of the world and all the tumultuous things that happen, we can hold on to the truth and the hope and the promise that we are your beloved children and you have claimed us as part of your family, promising to look over us and to hold us. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Listen to this familiar parable from the 25th chapter of Matthew's Gospel, verses 31 through 46. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people, one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, Just as you did it to the one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Tara, what is a pet peeve of something that people do in public that really isn't a big deal in the scheme of things, but to you it is the biggest of deals? Um, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to tell you that I have done it. Okay? (laughs) Okay. So it's one of those things where I'm pointing a finger at somebody else, but I could also be pointing at myself. But loud gum chewing like smacking like so much so that like it's all you can hear yeah. drives me bananas yeah and i catch myself doing it so much so that i try not to chew gum because it's just <laughs> uh so bad it's just better to not than yeah to what about it. you um 
this is something that uh, I make a much bigger deal out of, and when and I know it not to be true, but I cannot change my mindset of it is an ethical thing for me that if you do this, I make a snap judgment that you're just a bad person. Ooh. And that's people who recline their seats on an airplane. Oh. <laughs> if, if you recline your seat, your, your seat, I'm sorry if anybody does this, uh, but like when the person in front of me reclines their seat and it hits my knees, I just automatically think this is the worst person in the entire world. Okay. See, I will recline a seat because I feel like everyone has the feature and I yeah. assume the person behind me is reclining theirs, right? Yeah. That's an assumption. However... <laughs> People who take their shoes off on a plane. It's so gross. They need to be kicked off. <laughs> People who take their socks off need to be banned from flying. Well, they need to just be in an institution. They shouldn't be out Thank in public. You. That, that, I'm uh... sorry, listener, if this is your <laughs> this jam. Is, but please you. don't bring your toe jam to my flight. Again, I can recognize it's uh, that the, the feature is there. But when it's done to me, and it feels like... You know, a personal it, affront, it even like though everyone affront. does it? No, no, listen. Yesterday, <laughs> I counted. There were two who reclined in the entire plane, and one of them was in front of me. It's <laughs> 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 never in front of Allie, who could just go on with the rest of her life and never bother her. That's a special it's kind of righteousness that you oh, were, like, ins- counting. Oh, yeah, no. And, I, and like, while I'm doing it, I'm, I know this is wrong uh, mm-hmm. for myself. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't help it. This yeah. So I am. Uh, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Uh, Note to self. Well, with that, let's talk about <laughs> I this it was a great Yeah. Brett, who are the goats and the sheep outside, of course, between those who recline and those don't? Sure. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But in this passage, who are they that are being separated? And is this really an overall example of works righteousness? Yeah, it feels difficult, right? On the first reading of this, of, of it just seems like if, if you do these things, then you go to heaven. If you don't do these things, then mm-hmm. you don't, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, on, on reading on its surface level, it is a uh, confusing passage in that regard. Um, but I think I've read this passage, uh, and I've tried to really think about it, but when I read this passage, I think the reality is that 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 all of humanity is both the goats and, and the sheep, yeah. um, that we cannot help, but we have all suffered from those sins of omission uh, mm-hmm. that we have not done. Uh, we have all uh, not visited the sick when we've needed to. We have all not fed the hungry who are hungry. Um, and, and that is the reality of who we are as human beings in our sinfulness, in our broken state. Yet... It is God's grace uh, that lifts us up. It's God's grace that saves us, not our own works, right? Uh, But what should our response be? It should be this. uh, And Jesus articulates that Mm -hmm. with the most forceful of language. Mm -hmm. Jesus is communicating that this is a deep call in the world, that this is what the Christian life is, uh, to help restore dignity to those who are broken, to fight for those who are looked over, to visit those who are sad, to welcome mm-hmm. those who are outcast. Uh, that that is that is that is this is love enacted or out right. Greatest two commands: love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, this is what that means: is is to help, is is to love in those regards. Um, but you're not earning your way that that's the surprise i think of the parable for me is is that i'm not 
we are not earning our way that it that we are all going to be separated on the left um uh, but through the grace and the love of jesus christ we become sheep yeah i think um i think parables have limits and for a parable to work it's not an allegory mm-hmm. it's not normally one-to-one yep. this is this this is that mm-hmm. I think for a parable to work, there has to be some sort of consequence so you know what the right thing to do is. Mm -hmm. And I think Jesus is reminding them that, A, we're all called the family of God. We've all been invited into this project together Mm -hmm. in our faith in Jesus Christ. That's Mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. That's done. Mm -hmm. And that is something that we should all live out gratitude for. Um, But then, in addition to that, there's an ethic there is a way of living that Christians should live, and it's living in the way that Jesus did, and this is an incredible example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about this earlier, and it occurred, it occurred to me that many of the instances where I have fed someone, where I have clothed someone, where I have welcomed someone, where I have helped the sick, have all happened in the context of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, so we try to form that kind of um, living and ethic here so that we can go out and do it out there. And I think that's what Jesus is getting at. I don't know that it's I don't know that it's meant to be do this and you will get all the good things. Mm-hmm. I think it's more supposed to be just do this. Mm-hmm. Just do this. Mm-hmm. Live out this way of living in the world because we are all sheep and goats, but we're also all the family of God. And and you and you have shared that wonderful not wonderful, it's a horrifying uh story about the uh, German chaplain that brought the, during World War II, who brought the, uh, I think that, um, as you said, you know, this is an ethic and there is consequences. And as we talked about on Wednesday, that when God comes in judgment, uh, that that's a good thing, but there will be a purification. I think that the ethic of this, then the consequences of, is we will see those those sins of omission. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we in judgment we will see when we have failed those things. Yeah. it does not mean uh, that we will end up in in the burning fires of eternity, uh, burning fires for eternal eternity because of God's grace. But we will know. Yeah. Um, we will know that that we missed those things uh, that we did not always live out the call. Uh, and I think that's important. And not just sorry, not just at the end of times, but today there will be moments when I have that conviction when I know I should have done something and that should change me (laughs) Uh, to to go out and live it. And I just, I want to circle back around to that illustration just for people who haven't heard it. But like uh, my grandfather was in the 82nd Airborne in the Second World War. And at the end of the war, one of the things they had to do was liberate a very small concentration camp uh, in Germany. It was just, it was tiny compared to the others. But they walk in, and one of the first things they have to do is to figure out who is dead and who is living. And he said it was hard to do because everyone was gray, um, and there were all of these dead bodies. And so the chaplain of that unit of the 82nd Airborne had a battalion of soldiers go. There was a small town right next to the concentration camp, and he they ordered everyone to come and walk through this camp. And then he gathered them up and said, while you went about your lives, while you fed your children and they went off to school, you let this happen right next to you. And then he sent them back to their homes. And I think that's what judgment looks mm-hmm. like. I also think if we're going to talk in terms of eschatology, I think the times when I have fed and welcomed 
and clothed and cared for people, I think that does live on eternally. I think that there is a life that that gives to the world that it never ends and hopefully will beget more. And in the same way, in the times where I've turned from that and when I haven't done it, I think that lives on inside of me in a kind of eternal punishment way, Mm -hmm. in a kind of darkness. Um, So that's, that's what you were talking about. And that does help me to think about, I believe in judgment and I think it's gonna be really hard. But then I also trust wholeheartedly in the love of Jesus Christ. Those things that we that we do when when we that that is I think exactly right. And do, those things are eternal, and that they are building the kingdom of God here on earth yes. as it is in heaven. That the, that's what those things are doing. Um, is 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 uh, placing a stone in mm-hmm. that beautiful cathedral that we're mm-hmm. building. Yeah. Um, that that has that will remain forever. We'll end with a quote from Brennan Manning, who has written, Suffering, failure, loneliness, sorrow, discouragement, and death will be part of your journey. But the kingdom of God will conquer all these horrors. No evil can resist grace forever. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back again on Monday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.